after 10 minutes after 8 p.m. And uh, it's our Shop Stewards Corner segment, which we bring to you every Monday here on Metro FM Talk, taking a look at the latest developments uh, in the lives of working people and the latest from the shop floor. Now, uh, one of those uh, pieces of news that came through at the tail end of last week are the outcomes of the collective bargaining conference of the National Union of Mine Workers. Now, the union uh, will soon be commencing with wage negotiations in the gold and the energy sectors. And uh, to tell us a bit more about the outcomes from uh, this uh, collective bargaining conference and uh, the uh, negotiating position they'll go into these talks with, I'm joined by the Acting General Secretary of the NUM, William Mababa. Um, good evening to you and welcome. Uh, thanks uh, to our listeners. Yeah, thank you very much uh, for taking time out to join us. Maybe, I guess, for some of our listeners who might not be familiar with, um, you know, the operations of a trade union and, uh, you know, some of our listeners might never have been a member of a trade union. What, what is the role and function of a collective bargaining conference uh, in the lead up to wage negotiations? Yeah, in, in the NUM, we do have a collective bargaining that we hold in three years. Mm. But I'm sure you may have observed that um, even now we had a beginning conference last year. Corsat we had a beginning conference, but depending on so depending on uh, each and every organisation as to how do you structure uh, a beginning uh, conference. Mm. So, like I've said, in NUM, a beginning conference is a triannual uh, event that every three years we make an assessment of the past three years and then we also craft uh, the demands that uh, all our negotiating teams from uh, different uh, sectors that we bargain mm. uh, currently in mining energy construction and metal um, will then set up uh, the minimum demands that um, uh, our negotiating team will then go. We are doing this uh. because you'll observe that in many instances we are signing two years, three years agreements. So sure. if we are to have an, a, a collective bargaining conference, firstly it's an event that is expensive by itself, uh. Uh, but also it is an event that it may not give a good assessment annually because we don't just negotiate annually uh, in many companies. Mm. We we have a multi-year agreement. Mm. Yeah, so uh, in short, the the collective bargaining conference is to make an assessment in terms of salaries, uh, in terms of allowances and benefits. Sure, sure, sure. So then when you go to a collective bargaining, you then set up uh, minimums, but in certain mm. instances you'll find that yes, some of the companies are already above the minimum that we set because sure. uh, we we do have three sectors. Unless then we can also separate demands in terms of them spe specifically, but it will be unfair to our mm. members to accept sure. that uh, even though the sectors are not the same economically. Mm -hmm. Talk to me, I mean, about, uh, I guess, uh, an issue that you raised, uh, you know, in your response, um, uh, which is largely around, I guess, because you meet every three years for this National uh, Collective Bargaining Conference, that the agreements would be multi-year in nature. But this time around, you've said that's not a foregone conclusion, that you might even consider, I guess, uh, some form of annualized change. Why is that? 
Yeah, I think we are informed by the current situation. So the current situation is not normal. Uh, and when it's not normal, we have observed uh, last year there was negotiations for coal. So in some of the coal mines, we did sign a one-year agreement last year. Mm. And the reason is because both of us were afraid. We are afraid as the union that we may sign a long-term agreement when the company cites uh, problems that are caused by COVID. Now, if COVID is cleared, we have got an agreement that binds us for three years. That may show that that agreement is a highly compromised. Let me give an example. Some of the companies last year, we didn't fully negotiate. We, we then said to them, uh, extend the agreement that we have currently. Mm. And then it is an approach that we are accommodative for. If uh, companies can also say to us, because of COVID, we don't know what is going to happen. Can we extend the current agreement in three years? Mm. So the likelihood mm. is we may agree because, uh, as I'm saying, it also can work against us that we go there, we sign the multi-year agreement, and only to find that when things clear, companies are making a huge production that it would mm. then be difficult for us to go back and renegotiate. Yeah. When people are making money, they're greedy. So they can't mm. change. They will want to milk that money for three years uh, while yeah. they can see that you are not getting anything. So but yeah, we, yes, we are I, flexible I, I, so, in that event. Yeah. But we're saying if ever... Uh, the company needs a three-year agreement. Uh, we will have to sign that three-year agreement if mm. uh, there is no problems because it is them that will want it uh, because having signed a three-year agreement in companies is, is a benefit because it, yeah. it, it then guarantees the stability of three years that in terms of wages and conditions of employment, you won't have a strike because mm. uh, you have got an agreement that binds if there is a strike it, the risk is with us as the union because anything sure, can happen, sure. they can sue us and all these things. So we will mm. also try to be in the side that we always defend uh, an agreement, sure. both from also our members. The same as if the employer doesn't honor the agreement, we'll also mm. have to defend the agreement. Okay. Yes, I want us. I mean, I, I wanted to pose uh, another question just on some of those risks um, and the communication by the Minerals Council around you know, the lost revenues due to COVID. Um, but I want us to continue with that after this brief break. And uh, when we come back, uh, I want us to talk about the price environment uh, for the commodities, in particular the gold sector. And then we'll also touch on what's happening at ESCOM as well. 20 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's the Shop Stewards Corner here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, uh, we are taking a look at uh, the uh, bargaining position of the National Union of Mine Workers. I'm joined by the Acting General Secretary of NUM, uh, William Mababa. Now, Acting GS, you know, as you were talking just before we went to the break, one of the things the employer, of course, ostensibly is going to say is that, you know, COVID-19 has hit us hard. But I'm quite interested in your perspective as the NUM on, uh, I guess, the positives that have come from COVID-19 for many of our mining sectors, I mean, gold and platinum in particular. Uh, we see the gold price hovering around, you know, 1,270 something an ounce. Um, and, you know, we've certainly seen a ramp up in production as well. Um, is that something that's going into your negotiating position? Yeah, but I, I think uh, if we look at the gold miners uh, in particular, 
Well, the platinum, I will not talk much about the platinum because most of the platinums, they are going to the wage negotiations next year. But if you look at the, the gold, many of the companies uh, that pronounced their financial statement, uh, their finances were, were positive. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's those things that we will then argue uh, on mm. the basis that says we are dealing with the finances here. We are not dealing with... Uh, you, you see, in South Africa, there is one thing that uh, we are not told. You see, any any company that uh, mines doesn't mine uh, one product. Mm. Uh, for example, if you look at the platinum, they've got seven by-products. And all those byproducts, they don't throw them. So they sell them. Mm. But because their main, for example, if you go to a platinum, their main will be then platinum. You will be told about the platinum. And the question is, there is a lot of money behind the platinum. And some mm. of those... Palladium, rhodium, In the platinum, you'll have observed that at certain stage, palladium was more positive. Mm. than the platinum when the platinum plunged. Uh, and many companies that, because they are not the same. If you go to companies that are in Limpopo, uh, platinum mines that are in Limpopo and platinum that are in Rustenburg, they are not the same. Some, uh, their platinum is high, like the Limpopo, the palladium is high in the Limpopo uh, a platinum uh, or than the one in Rustenburg. Mm. So it's the same as the gold. Um, the, 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 there are uh, even in the in the platinum, for example, you, you have the palladium, you have the nickel, you have got the gold itself. Mm. Uh, to some extent, uh, if you go to uh, again in Limpopo, you'll find that the platinum that, that there is a lot of of of, of even in Rustenburg. If you look at the northern area of platinum, mm. as in Amanda Belt in particular, they've got a chrome plant. Uh, so there's, there's also a chrome as, as one sure. of the uh, byproducts. So unfortunately, companies, because they are gold, they, they, you look, they look at the price of the gold and all this. Then the issue is, be transparent, show us all the products and how the products are sold. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that in South African uh, 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 way, we are not selling much of the oil in the country. So many of majority of those objects they are sold out of the country. So the exchange rate is also giving them huge, mm. huge uh, money. So Payoffs, we have yeah. to look at uh, other ores besides the the gold, and you have to also look at uh, 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 the exchange rate. Uh, in South mm. Africa, many of the mines are highly sustained and favorably so sustained by the exchange rate because yeah. uh, the exchange rate is even giving the, the these companies a lot of profit, just the exchange mm. rate. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, we will look mine by mine. Uh, I'm sure all the mines here may not be uh, the same, but we are mm. confident that uh, the negotiations will be uh, a little bit smooth, but like I'm saying, we will be amenable on the issue of um, a multi-year agreement. If, if mm. companies are saying, let us observe uh, where the COVID is taking us and all this thing, uh, for example, can we look at the previous wage agreement and extend? I'm, I'm sure that is an area that will, will be amenable mm. sure, to look sure. and extend those agreements. And I will take it that this is the one option that 
may assist and rescue us under the circumstances. Mm. Um, if if they come with that approach, we will then be amenable to get a mandate from our members on that on that approach. But obviously, we can extend more than twelve sure. months. It will only just be a twelve months extension. If they want to us to go for a fully blown wage negotiations, either for a one year. We'll also do that. Two years, we'll also do that. Three mm. years, we'll also do that. We are flexible on the basis that we have got a mandate in three years. Mm. So we can sure, negotiate sure. for three years, two years, a one-year deal. So we have got a mandate that is flexible mm. from our members that uh, uh, we will then be uh, uh, negotiating on that. Sure. But but uh, like I'm saying, we have already observed last year, and we think that is what we are going to get this year, whereas majority of the companies will then talk about the COVID. Mm. Uh, but as I'm saying, uh, either COVID or what, we need just to look at the reality. And, yeah, and the yeah. observation that we have made is that, yes, uh, the areas that we go, like in your gold sectors, many of them, in their recent financial statement, the results were good. Uh, well, mm. for the market and then for shareholders. So the good yeah. thing is, as a company, they've got no way to hide and like enough, they announced these results uh, prior to the wage negotiation. And mm. we are saying, you can't go there and pronounce good results. And then when we come to the wage yeah, negotiation... And buy back shares and do all you, of that you, stuff, you know? Yes, then you start to tell us a different thing. So yeah, yeah. most of those issues, to us, most of those issues are issues that we are saying, um, you need to pay the workers. Uh, if you have to expand and do all these things, we understand. You can't tell us that you have got cost uh, when you, 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 you talk about, like you are saying, buyback buy shares, uh, for example, or uh, where you find that a company says financial is bad. And when you look, mm. it's not meant that they don't do money. But it's, a, it's because they make expansions. Uh, and, and these expansions really must be balanced. Sure, uh, sure, a share no, for, sure. for the workers to get their alliance share uh, mm. must be there because at the end of the day, all this expansion and others, uh, they are not for the benefit of the workers. On the, because the workers are not shareholders. Mm, mm, that's and, true. And, that's and, right. And I guess, and I guess, GS, that's that's something you might want in the future. And I, I mean, I'm quite interested in one other thing uh, because I see we're nearing out of time, and I want us to talk about ESCOM slightly. W one of the things in your national bargaining or collective bargaining conference that has emerged is this push to reduce the pay gap. Uh, in particular between the highest earning worker, which is the CEO, Andre Tereta, uh, and of course uh, the lowest category of uh, workers that are earning within the company. What is currently that gap or that ratio between the lowest earning uh, general worker at ESCOM and the CEO? What is that gap from your observation? Yeah, let me just say that uh, in ESCOM, uh, let me, or, or for example, ESCOM currently, the minimum in ESCOM is more than 15,000. I'm sure the okay. area that we have got that approach is more on the mining. Because if you look at the more in the mining, the minimums are too far from the 15,000. So that mm. is an area where we're talking about it. But in ESCOM, currently the minimums are more than uh, 15,000. In a package form, uh, no employee that is having a package that is less than 20,000 as we speak mm. today. But in the okay. mining, for example, uh, you have got 9,500 as the minimum in the gold particularly because the gold is even less than 
the platinum, to be precise and honest. Mm, so mm. the gold is far, is far back, and that is something that we need to go and talk to say, when it's a CEO, you'll say it's a market-related. But when yeah, it's an employee, yeah. you don't use the market-related. So I don't think that the CEOs in the gold are any less than the CEOs in the platinum. But we'll have mm. to look at that uh, before and, and check whether. Because if that is the case, that the employees in the gold are paid lower, then that means even the CEO in the gold must be paid less than the ones in the other sector. If not the mm. case, then they must match the salaries that uh, others are getting because the CEO are getting the same salary. Mm. The motivation is... But, but I see I saw a lot of uh, CEOs from... Uh, uh, particular like platinum going to the gold, I assume uh, they are paying mm. uh, comparable salaries. Because if sure. they are not paying comparable salaries, we are not to, mo- to see uh, CEOs moving from uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, moving from the platinum to the gold. So yeah, I yes. take it that uh, it is a sector that uh, we need to make that comparison to say uh, if your CEO are comparable to other uh, commodity uh, CEOs mm. like Latinums. And then the, but in terms of the workers, the workers in other sectors are paid more. The minimums are more. Roughly, the minimums in the in the platinum, uh, roughly this year, the minimums will go to 12,000 mm. uh, mm. in the implementation of June. So they will sure. be going to 12,000. Uh, yes, others are more than that because there are those that are not having the eight ends. That's mm, why one of the mm. strategies is to kill this A band. Because if you can kill this A band and go to the B band, the, the likelihood is that you'll then get um, uh, this uh, 15,000. Because in sure. the B band, uh, the, the salaries, the minimums in the B band are there. And, and the, mm. the other thing is that this A band uh, is only blacks that are in this band. And, and we're going to mm. argue that this is a sure. discriminatory a band. Why okay. only blacks are the ones that are in this A band? So sure. if they want to argue, we'll then tell them that embroider the whites and put them there. There is no white who mm-hmm. go and work in the mines and, and yeah. 9,500. What type of a white is that? So You're going to be inverting the color bar there, Chief. Yes, because uh. we are black. <laughs> we are given a, 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 a band and then mm. the salary is too low in that band. But why who comes to the mines, they are not put in that level. Yeah, yeah. GS, last question on my end, and unfortunately we have run out of time. You made a comment earlier saying, you know, when it's good times in the mining sector, as workers, you, you need to benefit because you are not shareholders. The NUM is, um, I guess, the shareholder of the Mine Workers Investment Company. And my understanding is that there are some investments in the mining sector. Does that in any way, I guess, complicate the point you were making earlier? No, currently the Mine Workers Investment Company does not invest in any of the sector that we we okay. are investing. We are having a policy conference in July. Uh, some discussions that are coming from the regions. Some are uh, saying that um, internationally, yes, it's an observation that we have made. Internationally, mm. um, unions... Uh, do invest in uh, areas the where they organizing. Yeah, so so it's something that uh, we may get a blessing in the place in the in the policy conference in July that uh, mm. we may then have that. So currently, okay. 
there are some uh, uh, some sort of empowerment, very weak uh, empowerment. Uh, just that uh, one of the departments that is very weak in South Africa is the DMRE. That department is very weak. Uh, in essence, to me, they don't know what they're doing. Because, you know, if if the department make a mining charter mm. whereby it is an em- empowerment vehicle, they themselves are supposed to monitor it. Mm. When you talk to them, you can see they are confused. They they don't even understand what is this. So, 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 so that's your former they, GS, but, but but that's your former GS's department, GS. Yeah. So you you know uh, the, the disappointing. Let me give you an example. The disappointing in this mining chapter three, you'll get a company that has got um, thirty-five years mining right. Mm. Now the 2018 mining charter says that uh, the the company will have to comply when they renew. Mm. Now you can just understand that uh, really somebody who authorized this mining charter, uh, his mind was somewhere on leave, because a company can then spend. It literally it means a company can spend that 35 years without making this mining char- uh, uh, implementing this thing. So what is the purpose? If, if you can just make an assessment and ask, mm. what then becomes the purpose? Because you can see that that was just done to give the company a leaf. So indirectly, people just came and give them a leaf. If you mm. look at the mining charter that was done by Museveni's one, and the one, this one that was signed, that difference, that one was too much progressive. This one put us back, back in the dustbin. In essence, it's just useless. So, but mm. because it must be reviewed in five years, we'll engage. Uh, if the intention is just to still put it that way, uh, immediately we will either have to have two options. If somebody does not have an interest to empower the workers, mm. then he must leave to be a minister. Because we can't have ministers that must benefit. And when it comes to the workers, they don't want to do things that the workers must benefit. What they can even do most is to please the the employer oh. and the market. And and that is something that we will then uh, plead with the, the president and, and ANC that, no, put ministers that are progressive, ministers that will understand what is an empowerment. Uh, and it is our oh. belief that if sure. we have ministers that come from us as labor, they understand it more. But when they sign, you then make an observation that I didn't think that a minister that comes from mine mm. can sign something that says to the mine, you will only comply to a 5% shareholding when you renew a mining license. When they know that they are giving companies more than 10, 15, 20 years sure, mining sure. license. Now, that indirectly, you will have thought that I can't give these people uh, many years because the likelihood is that there are those that can have this many years without mm. complying. So, so this thing of, 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 you must understand, in the past, it was a negotiable issue. Now, this one of the 5% shareholding, mm. it is the one that doesn't become clear. Because, the, you see, the mining charter doesn't force uh, that employees must have representative in the board, which is a weakness. Many companies, they will not allow uh, uh, employees to have a representative in the board. Because immediately you hold 5% shares, then you have to do it. Unfortunately, mm. we survived by many uh, other progressive companies. For example, you have got new companies uh, like Sianda, 
It's just a small uh, mining house. Now, in their own, they gave the workers 7% from the initial. You can then see that this company is just progressive. Because, mm. and, 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 and like enough, they've done it even after 20, uh, they've done it even before the 2018, uh, mm. they've done it voluntarily. Uh, it was not forced. Sure, so sure. We, we foresee a lot of challenges because many companies come mining chapter one, mining chapter two, they didn't comply. And even when it mm. comes to mining chapter three, now they hide to say our license mining right is 20 years. Mm. So therefore, we are not forced. And if you can phone okay. the yes. department or the very same minister, it was like you're yes. a joke because ah. he, 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 will not even, he will not even give you an answer that what do you do in a situation where a company has got a 10 years mining right and they don't mm. want to comply with the 5%, he will not have an answer. He has never given an answer. And those are the things that will write many letters and ask him about the meeting and say, mm. clarify these things that you have signed. Because it's not us that signed them. You signed them. And the company interprets them in a different way. Come and assist the us and tell us. But uh, like I'm saying, um, mining charter 3 is just very weak. To be honest with you, sure. mining charter 3 to me is just useless. Uh, I think she has. Is not having it because no, even when has. we can ask them now that what I is the that has already complied with the 5%. Even I'm sure the DMRB don't know how many companies yes. complied with the 5% currently. Majority didn't comply because they are not forced. Yeah. I, I can hear this is a very passionate matter uh, that you're touching on when it comes to the mining chart. And maybe we need to bring you back for part two of our discussion, where, where we just unpack, I guess, some of the uh, transformation and social and labor plan obligations of some of these entities, um, insofar, of course, as workers are, are concerned. But I want to thank you for taking time out to speak to us uh, in what was a very insightful conversation uh, and really appreciate that you could take time out to speak to us this evening. William Mababa is uh, the Acting General Secretary of the NAM, the National Union of Mine Workers.